I think it's wonderful that we're in a field that can produce so much happiness to patients, you know, if we're able to correct some of their, you know, concerns. And to all my plastic surgery friends too, I work with them hand in hand when it comes to the and they they will refer some patients to me for certain things. I will refer some patients to them, that collaborative work where medicine really shines well. Hello and welcome to the Millennial Doc Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Nicoletta Brankov, board-certified dermatologist, skin, hair, and nail specialist, and plant-based beauty foods expert. This is your place to hear the whole truth on skincare, skin trends, and myths, so you can get the tools you need to take back your confidence starting now. The information in this episode is not medical advice. This is for informational purposes only, and you should always consult with your doctor before implementing any of the information. Now, on to the show. Welcome back to the Millennial Doc Podcast. I am very happy and excited to have Dr. Eddie, board-certified dermatologist, pediatrician, and internist back on the show today. Welcome back, Dr. Eddie. Glad to be here. So today we are going to talk about a very important topic, basically for all the social media consumers of skincare information. Now, too often, our voices as dermatologists are crowded by non-expert physicians, non-physicians, and social media influencers. Dr. Eddie and I are here to educate our patients and listeners on this podcast as to the special expertise that dermatologists have in the medical, surgical, and cosmetic treatments of the skin. That's right. Let's uh, go ahead and share some of the topics that we had prepared for tonight. Excellent. So let's briefly discuss some of the fields that dermatologists have contributed to. So let's start off with what is chemical peeling? So chemical peeling is a procedure that we do in the clinic. We use various solutions. Primarily, they're acidic solutions like uh, alpha hydroxy and beta hydroxy acids that are applied to the skin. And it helps the skin exfoliate or it helps with oil reduction, can also help with fine lines. And how about what is cryosurgery? So cryosurgery is something that we use quite common in dermatology. We use a cold liquid gas called liquid nitrogen. We're able to apply it to various lesions to help freeze the lesions. This can help with precancerous lesions. It can help with warty lesions. It helps destroy the tissue. And what is dermabrasion? Dermabrasion is another tool that we can use to eliminate certain growths. We can use various tools, certain blades and stuff to remove the tissue that we want to. Sometimes we'll use dermabrasion if there's a scar that we need to refine. Some people may also hear the term microdermabrasion, and that's when a device is used to suction to eliminate some of the clogged pores, help clear up the face. And there's also dermablading, which is pretty popular where we can use a blade to also help exfoliate the skin. What is hair transplantation? So hair transplantation is a procedure where they can remove hairs where you might have thicker areas of hair and move them into places where you might be thinning. Typically, especially for men, we tend to have thicker hairs around our sides of the scalp and around the back of our scalp. We can take the extra hairs there and put them in places like the top of the scalp or around our hairline to increase the density and have a more fuller look of the hair. There's various techniques to use. Actually, hair transplantation, it was actually dermatologists that really progressed the field 
And, you know, since then, other physicians have taken the role to perhaps just specialize in that field. And what is electrosurgery? So electrosurgery is where we will use a device that produces electrocurrent. We can use this also to destroy or burn certain tissues. Sometimes we'll use the electrosurgery during surgical procedures to stop bleeding or to help cut tissue. What is soft tissue augmentation? Uh, soft tissue augmentation is probably one of our more popular treatments. Uh, that's with the use of filler, sometimes fat transfer to enhance certain areas, such as the cheeks, if they have become you know less volumized over time, and uh, certain lines like around our nasal label fold or our smile lines to soften the curves to make us look a little bit more youthful. And we can have an episode all about fillers in the future. Absolutely. What is tumescent liposuction? So liposuction is a method that's used to eliminate certain pockets of fat. It is uh, sometimes certain target areas that have been, you know, stubborn. Even with exercise, you just can't seem to eliminate those. Usually it's a tunneling method where certain cannulas are introduced under the skin into the fatty areas. And I hate to use the term rotor-rooter, but it's, it's kind of like that where the suction with fluid is able to break down the fat cells and suction out those fat cells so the areas can be better contoured and, you know, have less volume in those areas that you don't want them to have. What is laser surgery? Laser surgery is also another bread and butter, I would say, of dermatology. So there's multiple kinds of lasers. And... You know, if you have a tattoo laser, that doesn't mean necessarily you can treat your face for facial rejuvenation. Or if you have a laser that treats vascular lesions, that doesn't mean you can use that same laser to treat certain, you know, tattoos. So there's a laser for depending what we want to target. So facial rejuvenation lasers, lasers for vessels, lasers for hair removal, lasers for tattoo removal. So we call it laser surgery because we're trying to improve something and, you know, you have to be educated and knowledgeable in what the laser can do and can't do and the harm it could cause if it's used incorrectly. What is phlebology? Yeah, so phlebology is a uh, another part of dermatology, you know, a lot of vascular surgeons will perhaps do this too. You know, we look at the veins of perhaps the legs that have become incompetent, meaning they're not functioning as well. You may see those varicose veins that are very visible. They can stick out of the skin and look sometimes as they call the bag of worms. So there's various methods. Often you have to know what you're trying to target, what you're trying to accomplish. Usually the use of an ultrasound can map out those veins and you can use various lasers to remove some of the ones that are perhaps deeper down. For some of those uh, varicose veins, you may have to use phlebectomy, which is making little incisions and pulling out some of the varicosities that are present. And also sclerotherapy, which is the use of a, of a solution that can kind of irritate the blood vessel wall and make it collapse. And then your, later your body can reabsorb those. What is Mohs micrographic surgery? Yeah, so Mohs surgery is a special technique that dermatologists first invented and have become quite proficient in it. When it comes to certain skin cancers, we need to know that the margins has been cleared and also that the depth has been cleared. So how can we do that? When a patient comes in, we're able to find the spot that was biopsy that was proven to be a skin cancer. 
we're able to, with small incisions, remove that tumor. And while the patient waits in the office, we can actually place it on a slide after it's been processed and able to check the perimeter of the tumor and the depth of the tumor to see if there is any tumor cells. If there are, then we'll go back to the patient and we'll remove a few more segments of skin where we saw that the tumor was, and we'll track that out until all sections have been cleared. What this uh, is able to accomplish, one with, with good and great certainty, actually, we're able to, to say that the, that skin cancer isn't present anymore. Also, after the fact, we've only made the smallest wound possible, and there's extra training that goes into learning how to repair these areas, especially in delicate areas like the face. We don't want a big scar. We want a very, very cosmetically appealing scar after everything's done and said. And correct me, Mo's micrographic surgery is a one-year fellowship after your dermatology residency training. Yes, that's great. One year, often some two years, if there's some more research involved in that fellowship. Excellent. What is botulinum toxin? Botulinum toxin, Botox as we all call it, though there are actually various companies that make a form of botulinum toxin. Allergan, which makes the Botox uh, one of the original ones, but there's also another one called Dysport, uh, another one called Xeomin, and another one called Juveau that recently came out. Basically what botulinum toxin does, when you inject it in certain muscles that produce movement in your skin that causes wrinkles, it's able to inhibit that muscle movement. When that muscle movement is inhibited, the skin has now time to repair that wrinkle or that line. And so it's able to basically stop the wrinkles that are caused by muscle movement. Obviously, it needs to periodically get redone to have that continued effect. Probably one of the things that patients most like in the office. And finally, what is blepharoplasty? So blepharoplasty is a procedure that's done around the eyelid area. As we know, when we get older, sometimes our eyelids become a little bit fuller or the skin will lag basically. And it can sometimes actually inhibit some of your vision. Sometimes it's just cosmetically unappealing. And so a small surgery can be performed to eliminate some of that extra tissue to also provide you know, a better cosmetic outcome, but also help some people with, with that vision that may be inhibited by the excess skin in the eyelids. Excellent. Well, thank you, Dr. Eddie, for briefly covering these um, fields that dermatologists have contributed to these fields. So thank you for um, really going over those briefly. And I know that future podcast episodes will go over them in a bit more detail. Sure. I'll be glad to do that. So I would like to just mention that there has been a recent study featured in Plastic Reconstructive Surgery uh, Journal titled Board Certification in Cosmetic Surgery and Evaluation of Training Backgrounds and Scope of Practice. And uh, this article claimed that dermatologists are non-surgeon physicians unqualified to perform various surgical procedures. And we just wanted to kind of comment on this. Yeah, so it was an interesting article. I think one thing to clarify about the article is that, you know, the American Board of Plastic Surgeons, they take a board certification, right? After so many years of training, they have to show that they're competent and become board certified. There was another board that was produced, that's the American Board of Cosmetic Surgeons, that often physicians, after they finish their residency, would take a year fellowship and perform, you know, so many procedures and some cosmetic technique. The article is saying that patients are kind of confused when they see that because when they see board certified, they don't know where where that board certification is coming from, whether from the plastic surgery residency or from this board of cosmetic surgeons. 
One of the things, unfortunately, that the article claimed was that dermatologists were untrained or unqualified to perform a lot of these procedures, which are really not true, because we spend quite a amount of years uh, with med school and residency. It's a full seven years. If you do a fellowship, it could be eight to nine years. Some have even gone into extra training to learn to do other cosmetic procedures, such as, for example, blepharoplasty. So it's important that I think the article doesn't perhaps group us into other specialties that perhaps don't have that training, where ours do. Because again, we mentioned like a lot of these procedures like laser surgery, like hair transplantation, a lot of these augmentation things and botulinum toxins and stuff, the field of dermatology has progressed it a lot, if not started some of the newer techniques or advances in them. Thank you for commenting on that. And of course, per our ACGME, which is, you know, the accredited graduate medical education that puts those guidelines out for our dermatology residency uh, trainees, you know, our training includes techniques, like Dr. Eddie mentioned, for injectables, laser, and other energy-based modalities, chemical peels, dermabrasion, hair transplants, invasive vein therapies, liposuction, scar revision, and sclerotherapy, which had all that we had discussed together on this podcast today. So I'm just going to say it again and time and time again in this podcast, dermatologists are the pioneers, innovators, and true skin health and beauty experts. Dr. Eddie, do you have anything else to add? No, I I think you summarized it well. I think it's wonderful that we're in a field that can produce so much happiness to patients, you know, if we're able to correct some of their, you know, concerns. And To all my plastic surgery friends, too, I work with them hand in hand when it comes to the end. They they will refer some patients to me for certain things. I will refer some patients to them for certain things. And that collaborative work is, I think, where medicine really shines well. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you for adding that. So I hope this empowered and educated you to learn more about the experts in skin and all the specializations we hold as dermatologists. Thank you for listening to this episode. And until next time, love your skin and step out with confidence. Bye, guys. I'm over here virtually loving your glowing skin and cheering you on for finishing another episode of the Millennial Doc Podcast. I am so glad you stopped by to learn more and empower yourself on how to love your skin one day at a time. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, just head over to drnicoletta.com for the show notes and all the resources from today's episode. It would absolutely mean so much to me if you subscribe and leave a five-star review of the show. Your support helps me reach more listeners and thus impact thousands and thousands of people. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, don't forget to step out with confidence.